Okay, before we begin today's episode, I got a little bit of promotion for you. So, Crosscheck Podcast, uh, we've got a new podcast that will help you get hockey smart. The Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Audacity app or wherever you get your podcast from. So, for the New Jersey Devils, they rebounded, didn't they? They rebounded pretty well. And obviously, there was a scary moment with Jack Hughes, but luckily, he was able to get up and rebound. And Pavel Zaka, what more can I say? He is the engine for this team next year. And I'm going to give you guys my overall opinion on what he could potentially do. It's a full-length episode, so buckle up. And OT was intense. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. It is currently 12.06 a.m. Eastern Time, May the 5th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, the New Jersey Devils just won their final game against the Boston Bruins this season by a score of 4-3 in OT. And also, this was their final game playing at the Prudential Center this year, so it goes without saying that they had to go out with a bang, because if you guys recall, the first game that we played this year was against the Boston Bruins at the Prudential Center, so you know what? Uh, That series was very memorable, to say the least, and so they had to make this series very memorable. So if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I basically talked about how the New Jersey Devils of, you know, came out very lackadaisical against the Boston Bruins, how they didn't have the same amount of effort or determination as they did in the Flyers series. So give that episode a listen if you hadn't checked that out. And also, A.J. Greer made his Devils debut, and I touched on that a lot about how the Devils are letting all these guys get uh, chances to prove themselves in the NHL. And you know what? I'm all for it since we're really not going anywhere, and a win or a loss isn't really going to affect us too much, despite the Sabres being on a two-game win streak. So anyway, before we talk about what's going on in the Mass Mutual East Division, I just want to touch on this real quick. Let's face it, guys. Let's be honest with ourselves. Like, you need to look in the mirror as a Devils fan and just let's be honest with ourselves 100% for the next 30 seconds or so. The New Jersey Devils 5-on-5 has not been good the last few games. Like, you know, I think we can all admit that. Yet they've been getting very, very, very lucky. So, you know, obviously they just won the game against the Boston Maroons by a score of 4-3 to in OT. And, you know, that's cool and all, but remember in the last episode I talked about how, uh, you know, only getting 20 shots on goal the entire game is not going to cut it. Well, guess how many shots on goal the uh, Devils had in this particular game against the Bruins? 21. So only one more shot on goal than uh, last night's matchup. So... I I get it's a back-to-back, and maybe you're going to be a little bit uh, tired, but let's go back to the Flyers series, because what what do you think, guys? Do you think that we actually played that well, or did the Flyers just completely screw the pooch in there? You know know what I mean? It's just like they they just uh, played worse than us, because... Like I said, our 5-on-5 has not been really that good. We haven't been really that effective, but, you know, the Flyers aren't, you know, a good team either, so we get hella lucky. So that's the one thing I just want to be honest with you guys, which is, you know, uh, these wins are great and all. We've won four of our last five games, but, 
you know, we, we, we've been getting, you know, really, really lucky to, to say the least. And, uh, I, I believe we have like in, in our last six games, we have, uh, um, you know, we've at least gotten a point in five of those games because remember in the first game against the Flyers, uh, it went into a shootout. So we get a point for that. So obviously, you know, we, we've been getting extremely lucky, but you know what? I'm not going to complain because I have complained about, uh, the New Jersey Devils just not having luck on their side. So I'm just saying like these wins are great and all, but still a lot of work to do and, uh, you know what? It's great to close out the season like this. Let's be honest with each other. So we got the Islanders uh, in New York, and then we got the Flyers uh, in Philadelphia. So that will round out our season, and I'm going to miss talking about these games. So I'm going to cherish these for, you know, the next three games because, like I told you guys, we're not going to the playoffs, obviously. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really going to be missing talking about these games, whether it be pregame or postgame, whatever the case might be. So, you know what, let's just go out with a bang. So, anyway, let's look at the Mass Mutual East Division because with this Boston loss, it actually shook things up a little bit in the Mass Mutual East Division because Hunter Hotties, who uh, is a host of Lockdown Penguins, he actually thanked me saying, thank you for um, beating the Boston Bruins because that kind of helped us out a little bit. So, let's look at the tight playoff race in the East Division in terms of seeding. So the Penguins now have the first seed in the East Division with their current record of 35-16-3 with 73 points. The Capitals are 33-14-5 with 71 points. The Bruins are now 31-14-7 with 69 points. The Islanders are 31-16-6 with 68 points. And that rounds out uh, the top four teams in the East to get to the playoffs and represent us in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then uh, we got the other four teams, including us, who are out of the playoff hunt, and now we're just looking forward to next season. Uh, now we got the New York Rangers, who are below the cutoff line, 26, 21, and 6 with 58 points. The Flyers are 23, 23, and 7 with 53 points. And then here come the bottom feeders, the Devils, 18, 28, and 7 with 43 points, and the Sabres at 15, 32, and 7 with 37 points, and the Sabres are on a two-game win streak, so maybe they're going out with a bang as well. So anyway... Uh, let's talk more about this game in general for the New Jersey Devils and the Boston Bruins because it was exciting to see and it looked like that, you know, we kind of had it in the bag, but at times we just screwed up. So, uh, like I said, guys, I've been complaining a lot about goaltending uh, these past few couple of weeks in terms of what Scott Wedgwood and Aaron Dell were doing against the Penguin series. And then, obviously, I just felt like it could have been cleaned up just a bit. But I got to give credit when credit is due. Mackenzie Blackwood has been, uh, you know, performing very well in his last couple of appearances. And also, Scott Wedgwood, in the last game, he faced 42 shots on goal. It took... Uh, the Boston, what, like 26 shots on goal or something like that before they score their first goal. So it goes to show you that you can't blame the net minding in that particular instance. So I got to give credit when credit is due. So Mackenzie Blackwood, he faced 36 shots. Uh, he saved 33 of them and it gave him a, a save percentage of 917. So uh, congratulations to Mackenzie Blackwood on another solid outing. So overall for Mackenzie Blackwood, his record uh, currently is 12-16. And uh, he has a save percentage of 902 and a goals against average of 3.05. So, you know, uh, he's starting to improve a little bit. But still, uh, you know, if the season were to end today, which is going to end in three or so games, he still has his career worst in save percentage and goals against average. So a little bit of a setback for Mackenzie Blackwood because last year he had a save percentage of 915 
and uh, obviously he had a goals against average of 2.77, but you know, I I'm sure that's in like uh, 10 or so more games played, so obviously he had time to improve upon it, and you know, we only have, uh, what, uh, three games left, and let's presume that he's going to play, and I say maybe two out of those three, if, if we're being realistic, so I think he'll uh, play in one of the Islanders games, and then uh, in the Flyers, he'll he'll close it out for us. So I believe he'll play in the, the next two of the three games for us uh, for the remaining of our schedule. So anyway, let's talk more about this game for the New Jersey Devils because we need to talk about Pavel Zaka. So Zaka, he started off for us. He got his 14th goal of the year, and then he closed it out for us in OT thanks to a mistake by the Boston Bruins. So in the three-on-three -three matchup, uh, they actually had a penalty assigned to them, but they never got a uh, full possession of the puck. So thus the referees couldn't blow the whistle and say get to the penalty box. They blew it all sky high. So the Devils were able to get the extra attacker and overall just collapse the defense down low. Zaka goes for the backhander and he goes top shelf on Halleck on his left side and Halleck was furious but you know something I think I would be furious too if I saw 21 shots on my own net and four of them resulted in a goal but you know that's just me so to give you guys even more reference and like I mentioned before the Devils had 20 shots on goal in the previous matchup against the Boston Bruins and they got shut out so in this game 21 shots on goal and it resulted in four goals and at least the Bruins got a point out of this. That's all I can say because that's what I tweeted saying we were going to OT, which was, you know, uh, at least we got, uh, at least we're getting a point out of this because I'll, I'll take any positivity that I can take from this New Jersey Devils team. But albeit, I'm just glad that we're going out with a bang. But anyway, um, it, it looked like the Devils for the first time this season. And, you know, I, I hope some of you can vouch for me. In this particular OT, it looked like they had full control of it. Now, there was one instance where, you know, I was a little nervous and on the edge of my seat, which was when Mackenzie Blackwood went below the goal line to retrieve the puck and, you know, tip it over to one of his teammates. And then he was vulnerable for a couple seconds because had the Boston Bruins gotten full control of the puck, they're basically going to uh, score it into the net with ease. It's basically an empty netter, you know, with the goalie there, to say the least, because, you know, he's uh, behind the net and he's just trying to retrieve the puck. But, you know, had that been a turnover then you know the, the the Bruins are scoring with these I think that's the only time when I got nervous and the announcers even acknowledged it saying that was a dangerous attempt for Mackenzie Blackwood but it didn't come back to bite him and you know at times they were able to clear the puck and clear the zone and pass it up in front go on a breakaway unfortunately it didn't go past Halleck in that instance but the New Jersey Devils tried and tried and tried again they reset they got a new lineup out and then obviously there was a delay call a penalty uh, against the Boston Bruins and the Devils were able to get the extra skater and four on three and like I said goes backhander and they score so Zaka was clearly the player of the game for the New Jersey Devils scoring two goals getting the first goal of the game and also the last goal of the game and going away from the Prudential Center with a bang because like I told you guys that was the uh, final game at the Prudential Center this season so uh, just very exciting in that OT and for the first time I was not nervous for the New Jersey Devils like like I told you guys I was nervous for that brief second but I think for the first time this season it looked like the New Jersey Devils just had 
full control of that OT and they just looked like they knew what they were doing. They had all the momentum going their way, especially with Sharon Govich scoring the last goal for them in uh, the previous period, the final period of regulation in period number three. So it just looked like the Devils had more confidence. And that's something I hope that, you know, carries over to next season as well, which is you're actually a very legitimate team. You're a solid team. I know people are counting you out, but at the same time, you are very exciting to watch. So that's the one thing I want people to take away from this New Jersey Devils team. Despite the 10-game losing streak, despite the inconsistencies, despite whatever's happened with COVID or the injuries, whatever the case might be, you know, we have we still have a few players out with injury. We're a solid uh, hockey team, in my opinion. Yes, we're just in a tough division, okay? So that's the one thing that I just need to, you know, accept the fact is, which is, you know, our best is not good enough to, you know, compete with, you know, the top tier East Division teams like, you know, the Penguins or uh, the Bruins, the Islanders, whatever the case might be. But at the same time, you know, I'm not saying we're the Capitals or anything, but, you know, I feel as though once we get a few more veteran players, we get that glue, they can keep the young guys in check. Once we find those correct veteran players to build around our young guys so that way they can be the light that guides them, you know, at the end of this dark tunnel, then I feel like the New Jersey Devils are in full control, and it starts with Pavel Zaka first and foremost because, like I told you guys, Zaka plays a vital role in this Devils organization because he's been with us since 2015, and I know he's relatively young in terms of his hockey career, but at the same time, he's taking a step forward this season. And that's what I'm liking from Pavel Zaka these last uh, few or so games, which is it looks like he's taking control because, like I told you guys, first goal of the game and also the last goal of the game. And he looked aggressive. He looked quick. He looked fast. And he, he just looks like saying, this is my team now. So I, I, I fully expect Zaka to just top his numbers uh, next season because, like I told you guys, if you inflate those stats just a little bit, Zaka is actually uh, doing way better than what people projected him to do. And keep in mind, he had to miss a few games due to injury this season. So, you know, I'm just putting that out there. So, had he not got injured, had uh, there haven't been a pandemic and, you know, they're playing the full 82-game season and they hadn't had to do the bubble last season, then... Quite honestly, I think Zaka is going to be having like a career high and he would be in the consideration for, uh, you know, just overall best player on his respective team. I am not saying he would win the Hart Memorial Trophy at all, but I'm just saying like he would make some noise in the NHL in my humble opinion. But anyway, that's a discussion for another time. It's time for the first live read this morning and it comes from Blue Nile. So this episode is brought to you by 1010. It is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. So using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. So... Uh, if you're on the hunt for a perfect, unique ring, she'll treasure forever. You're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so uh, find them by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. And the second live read comes from Wealthfront. So everybody knows that investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. 
Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. So no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today, everybody. So anyway, uh, I want to talk about a scary moment that happened uh, for the New Jersey Devils in this particular game. Albeit he was all right and he returned for the final period of regulation and also OT, but it was Jack Hughes's uh, head getting hit into the boards while he and also Riley of the Boston Bruins went flying. So here's what happened. So obviously Jack Hughes is an aggressive player and he's very quick and he overall just wants to make a play. You know, we've been talking about this, you know, forever on this show and also I've seen it on Twitter, whatever the case might be, but Overall, so Jack Hughes was chasing after a puck, and obviously the puck had a little bit too much more momentum than he did. So, uh, you know, it didn't help matters that Riley was also creeping on in, just trying to like either wear the puck or make a stop or poke check the puck away, whatever the case might be, whatever defensive play he was trying to do. And, you know, Jack Hughes has to hurry off a shot. And, you know, not only does he have to hurry off the shot, but he has to shoot it from a weird angle. And also, just overall, it was just a recipe for disaster. So, obviously, in real time, it looks like that Riley may have done a dirty play on him. But then, looking at the slow motion replay, you see that Jack Hughes just skipped on his own uh, skates. And, unfortunately, you know, he collected Riley with him. And then, Riley was sort of the second force that fell down on him. So, first, Jack Hughes goes crashing into the boards. And then, Riley falls on top of him. Obviously, it was an accident. And, you know, like I said, uh, Hughes just tripped on his own skates. And Riley, unfortunately, got collected in it as Riley was creeping on in. So, you know, that was unfortunate as well. But Riley obviously didn't really get hurt in that. But Jack Hughes had to uh, go back to the locker room and get checked upon. And, you know, everyone was really concerned on uh, Twitter what was going to happen to Jack Hughes. Do we have another major injury? Because, you know, uh, to give you guys some reference, we've been dealing with injuries the past few weeks. So, you know, Brat, Zaka, and then, you know, we have COVID problems with Siegenthaler and Subban. And, you know, Ty Smith, according to reports, he re-aggravated his previous injury. So he was uh, a scratch for this game, and he's out day-to-day, according to uh, Lindy Ruff and other reporters. So it's like, how many injuries are we going to deal with? Because Jack Hughes is one of our best players. So, you know, we can't afford to lose him as well. But it also raises the question, like, you know, if someone was to get injured again, do you really want to see them come back realistically? Because, like, I'm telling you guys, like, I'm in no hurry to, you know, bring back Siegenthaler or Subban, if I'm being completely honest with you guys. If they return for the final game of the year, that's great and all, but at the same time, it won't really make much of an impact. I think, overall, I'm really satisfied with our young guys just, you know, being, you know, let free and being uh, free to do whatever they want because Ball got his second assist in this game uh, on that Sharon Govich goal. So, you know, uh, that's what I'm thinking overall, which is, you know, 
we're trying to give our young guys a chance to show what they can potentially do. And, you know, with, with these injuries, it, no one wants to see an injury. I, I'm not saying I'm rooting for injuries. If someone gets injured, I wish for the best recovery. But overall, you know, I said this on Twitter. If Jack Hughes is hurt for this game and he can't return, I'm not opposed to the fact for, you know, shutting him out the entire year. Because, you know, I, of course, now I'm speaking hypothetically because he did return for period number three and OT. But, you know, the question was if that was a serious injury and, you know, he would be have to maybe miss maybe a game or two. I'm not opposed to, you know, just sitting him out, especially if it was to, you know, be a a game or two, because there's no point in bringing him back if it's not really going to help us or hurt us in the long run, because we're already eliminated from the playoffs. I don't think uh, the Sabres are going to creep on in uh, and, you know, take away our uh, second to last position, but albeit it wouldn't really do much. So, you know, that's what I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking like, you know, I don't think, um, you know, we really need to, you know, keep our guys out there because Miles Wood got hurt in the last game as well, and it just took him a few seconds to get hurt. So, you know, he also had to get checked up. So we're having some bad luck in terms of injuries, but, you know, I hope that everyone's okay. But at the same time, you know, I just think about, like, if someone else gets injured, just next man up for the New Jersey Devils, and it gives us a chance to maybe see uh, some of our young guys be given chances to overall just see what they can do because, you know, like I told you guys, I'm satisfied with Ball's uh, play because he looks like a true defenseman out there, and I can't wait to see what he and Ty Smith do next year. I wouldn't be surprised if they're paired up, but, you know, like like I said, that's mixing and matching, and overall, you know, that's a discussion for another time, but overall for the New Jersey Devils, I'm glad that everyone's okay. I'm glad that no one got hurt, but, you know, I just think about the young guys because uh, Stunich, he got his uh, first uh, assist of the year thanks on to Bovquist's goal because... Bolquist has been scoring like a lot of goals recently. I don't know if it's just me, but you know, it seems like he's really getting it together. So, you know, that's what I'm thinking overall for the New Jersey Devils, which is, you know, let's just let our young guys go at it and just, you know, be active because we don't really need them right now. Like, you know, we don't really need our quote unquote veteran players. I know we're one of the youngest uh, teams in the NHL, but I consider Jack Hughes a veteran because it's his second year. And obviously, you know, he's one of our best players, but you know, we know what he can do. So it's like, let's give someone else a chance because we can find more diamonds in the rough. We found it with Quokinen. We found it with Sharon Govich. Uh, I know Ty Smith was drafted relatively high, but at the same time, I don't think anyone anticipated for him to be this good. Like I heard reports saying he was supposed to be one of the best defensemen in his respective draft class, but I wasn't really hearing any reports when it was uh, rumored that he was going to be playing in the NHL this season. So, you know, that's what I'm saying because, you know, Quokinen, a former AHL All-Star, Sharon Govich, the uh, native from Belarus, who was a big surprise and overall, you know, was drafted fifth round. And then obviously you got Jack Hughes uh, breaking out in his sophomore year. Nico Heizer having to deal with a boatload of injuries yet still being named the head captain. So a lot was going wrong for the New Jersey Devils in terms of development this season. But, you know, if if injuries do happen, then maybe we should give our other guys a chance. But that's just me. Okay, now it's time for the third and fourth live read this morning. And the third live read comes from BetOnline.ag. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, no pun intended. And you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Get the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the greatest sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines as this is your chance to get into the game and get into the action as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head on to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code 
Locked On. So bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And also remember to visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs. So remember to bet responsibly. And the fourth live read, excuse me, comes from rockauto.com. So rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the price based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com is a family business, as I mentioned. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com, everybody. So anyway, let's compare the stats for this respective game between the Bruins and the Devils. Remember, this is the final time we've played the Bruins this year. And the Bruins, quite honestly, I, I, I don't know what the exact record is, but We've played relatively well against them the entire season, and we got off to a good start, even though we lost the first game in the shootout. And then the second game, obviously, that's where Sharon Govich started to make a name for himself in terms of his game-winning OT goal, and that's when I renamed my show Locked On Sharon Govich. But overall, uh, I think this is a good way to uh, end uh, the season at the Prudential Center and just go out with a win, an OT game winner. It's always so exciting to see. And like I said, Zaka stepped up. Boquist and Sharon Govich were clutch in period number three. Uh, this, and, you know, Sharon Govich did a great job of answering back within the uh, three-minute frames of uh, Boston taking the lead in period number three. And also Taylor Hall got his eighth goal of the year in period number two. And, you know, it was all it was all uh, Bruins in period number two as they shut out the Devils in that respective period by a score of two to nothing. But overall, they came out on the losing effort. But, you know, I'm glad to see that in that respective OT, it looked like the Devils were more confident, more aggressive. They had one opportunity on the uh, breakaway, I believe. But, you know, unfortunately, Halleck was able to make a nice stop and then, obviously, the delay uh, penalty really hurt the uh, Boston Bruins as the Devils got the extra attacker and were able to uh, give it down low to Zaka. And Zaka was able to get a shot off. And then, obviously, uh, Sharon Govich. I just want to talk about his goal real quick. Do you get deja vu from that? He tied the game. Coming up clutch. It was like, so he was uh, coming in, I believe it was what, in the south side of the ring. So, uh, near side corner. And he let off a very fast shot. And it kind of reminded me of his game-winning goal from uh, the uh, second game against the Boston Bruins because exact same scenario. He was off running and gunning. He uh, let one go in the slot area, let one fire, and it went in. It, it was a goal, and he tied the game. That boy is clutch, everybody. That is my new favorite player for this Devils organization. I am a Sharon Govich fanatic, big Igor Sharon Govich guy. Just saying, I love that kid from Belarus. I think he was a great pickup for the New Jersey Devils, a diamond in the rough. And like I told you guys, I did an episode centering around his story, and I love every single bit of it. So anyway, let's compare stats. So shots on goal differential, 36-21 to in favor of the New Jersey Devils. So 
pretty similar to last night's game in which, you know, the uh, Devils only had 20 shots on goal and the Bruins were able to get, what, close to 40. So they had a few less shots on goal, but overall, they came out on the losing effort. So face-off percentage, 64% to 36% in favor of the Bruins. So, you know, Lindy Ruff talked about how uh, the Boston Bruins had, you know, uh, looked better in the face-off. And the Devils didn't improve upon that, albeit I know they only had a few hours to do so. But, you know, still, power play opportunities. One to out of three attempts for the Boston Bruins and one out of four attempts for the New Jersey Devils. Remember when that came about? Uh, hits 26 to 18 in favor of the Boston Bruins. Blocks 11 to 10 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. Giveaways, the Devils led in this category 10 to 7. So overall for this game for the New Jersey Devils, I'm actually going to give it a solid B uh, for their effort because they came up clutch even though they were uh, down uh, a few men. Like you know, like I told you guys, they're dealing with injury. They're trying to rotate, but at the same time, they're letting their young guys go off. And obviously, Jack Hughes, uh, despite getting hurt, he was the third star of the game as he was able to get two assists um, and just overall help his team win. And he had a plus minus of three. So Jack Hughes creating opportunities for his teammates once again, you know, goes to show you his improvement. And Overall, yeah, I think the Devils deserve a B in this case because they came up clutch. Uh, they didn't let the Boston Bruins uh, put their foot on the gas pedal. They answered back, and they answered back quickly. They had a sense of urgency despite, you know, having, like, what, 20 shots on goal? And, you know, it was pretty similar to last night's game, and yet they didn't get shut out this game. They made, um, you know, the necessary improvements to come out with a win. Wasn't the best win. Like I told you, 5-on-5 five five is still pretty ugly for the New Jersey Devils, but overall, win's a win. So that's what I'm going to give them. I'm going to give them a B. And also, guys, so that's about going to do it for this specific episode, but the next episode is episode 200. So get excited for that because I have a big guest star coming in uh, and she represents the National Women's Hockey League and she's been all over the mainstream media of the hockey world. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear that episode for number 200. So thanks for sticking by me through thick and thin and thin and thinner, whether I'm right, incorrect, or whether you agree with me or disagree with me. I love my fans. I love my listeners. There is no show without you guys. So I thank you for that. So anyway, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks again, guys. Episode 199 is officially over.